Hey, everybody. We're going to be talking about UFC Fight Night. Covington versus Woodley coming up after this. Oh, shit. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Tim Fulton. And I'm Andy Smith. And this is the Fight Recap. And we are going to be recapping Woodley versus Covington. Or Covington versus Woodley. Yes, sir. Depending on your preference. We're going to jump straight into it. This was textbook. Yeah, dude. Um a lot of people were hoping that we would see like an old school Tyron Woodley. Um, Covington came out, did what he normally does to everybody, which is wrestle, takedown, ground and pound. His stand-up looked really good. I thought it looked really good in his last fight too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, phenomenal. Last couple of fights actually. But um, Tyron Woodley lost because of a uh, rib injury. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we didn't really get a good look at what exactly happened. It could have just been – uh, a dislocated, cracked, or torn cartilage in the rib. Um, I would probably go for maybe like a dislocated or crack rib. Um, but who the fuck knows? Uh, he wasn't going to win without no. knocking him out because no. he was down on the scorecards. I think the issue with Woodley, I mean, I don't know if it's distractions because that's he, he talked about that after he lost his title that he was like letting the fame kind of get to him because he had like a bunch of different things going on, not focused. But he also has not switched up his style. I mean, when you're the champ or the top guy, people are studying you. And they're breaking down how to beat you. And once somebody lays the groundwork for that, it's very difficult um, to continue uh, without changing shit up. And I don't think he really altered his style at all. It was funny. I try not to talk to you too much while we're watching the fights because like, I don't want to repeat stuff that we say there yeah yeah, to yeah, say yeah here but the entire time i was watching this fight you were kind of ringing the back of my head because you said it in the past like yeah. when woodley shows up he shows up yeah and the first three rounds i'm like oh he didn't show up he's not there i'm not trying to take anything away from covington because he had a brilliant performance it, like like you said the roadmap was there for him he he had a game plan from the get-go he executed it flawlessly but yeah, Covington does the same thing every time. You know yeah. what Covington's going to do. He's going to bring really good stand-up and excellent wrestling and cardio. Yeah. And he's going to yeah. be in your face the whole fight. Um, I, I, Woodley just has, I don't know, man, like he he had so many like knockouts for a while that I think he just was relying on waiting and firing that overhand right and knocking guys out. And after guys figure out your style, especially somebody like Covington, it's – it's a long shot if that's what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's He had a couple good exchanges there, but for the most part, it was all Covington. Yeah, there was – he didn't – his numbers weren't there. Like, there were no significant – not no significant strikes, but they paled in comparison. Yeah. I think he's got to uh, – if he's going to continue to fight, I think he needs to reevaluate if he's going to go for a title run, Um, his style. I yeah. don't. I think that he's been such a big name for so long, and he's so dangerous uh, with his power that guys stick to their game plans now when they fight him. And he's got to. I don't know. He's got to do something because for the longest time he was known as a guy who didn't want to expend a lot of energy and grappling everything like that, even though he's a wrestler because he got tired easily. He's just knocking people out. I don't know. I just think he needs to rethink like how he fights 
because yeah. he's got to change something. He has to change something. That's a good way to put it. He has to change. If he something. wants to get back to the title, he's got to change something. Yeah, because yeah. he's dropped I think three in a row now. Even if just the threat is there, you know they talk about that all the time. All yeah. you have to do is shoot in on a guy, and all of a sudden the threat is there. Yeah. So now they have something else to to think about and worry about. But if he's not, if he doesn't have that second. Th- no other threat other than like the power behind the right arm. I'm not saying that's all he has because like these top tier guys, they do have other things. But yeah. It, you have to give them at least something else to worry about. Yeah. And it's interesting because when he won the title, he won, he was knocking dudes out, like knocking them dead. Yeah. And he was wrestling more too, but the, the knockouts were coming and he won the title from Robbie Lawler in the first round by knocking him dead. Yeah. And, then he had these two weird fights with Stephen Thompson in there, where it was it was five rounds of like nothingness, with like sh- like a couple small bursts of madness, where like uh, Woodley dropped him like two different times in both fights. But it was almost like he he fought somebody who wasn't going to commit and go wild, so Woodley didn't have an answer for it. But Stephen yeah. Thompson was also super dangerous, so they kind of gave it like a not a lot of people gave it a pass, but. But I think it expo- like those fights, even though Woodley won them, I think it exposed a lot of stuff where if you if you're not engaging, he doesn't have he's kind of waiting. But it's just he didn't he never changed anything. He doesn't evolve. Like some guys are always evolving. They're adding new things to their arsenal. And it from what I can see, I might be wrong, but he hasn't. He's just yeah. been one of those guys that he does what he does and that's it. And if you're a guy like Covington, whose main weapon is cardio, and he's adding these extra skills onto it as he goes with his boxing yeah. and his Muay Thai, but he's always had a fantastic wrestling in his cardio, but because his cardio is so good, everyone has to worry about that, besides Kamaru Usman. But everyone has to worry about the cardio. And we said that, or we watched that happen after, in the beginning of the fourth round, Woodley was noticeably tired. Yeah. For a right cause. Yeah. He's just spent 15 minutes fighting somebody. But, like, noticeably tired. And Covington didn't look like he slowed down at all. That's always his game. Which is beautiful. In a it's certain, crazy. Yeah, it's fucking He, he likes to say he has a third lung, as they mentioned. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people talking shit about Woodley, though, online. That he faked the injury to get out of the fight because he thought he didn't, you know, wasn't going to win. I don't think that somebody like Woodley would do that. Um but again, if if he's on, he's on. If he can't get up and be, he just didn't look like he had the fire in him no, tonight. No, for, we saw spurts of it. But if you can't get up for a guy like Covington, who you've had bad blood with for two years, I mean, what can you get up for? Yeah, I think he just needs to reevaluate and just see what he wants to do. Yeah, makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, on to the next one. On to the next. We're going to be talking about Cowboy versus Nico Price. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Eye pokes. Eye pokes. Eye pokes. I'm going to go out and say, including the eye poke, I think Donald should have won this fight. I think he was robbed. Yeah. I. Hmm. Well, he lost the second, though. Hmm? He lost the second round. Uh, I don't know. I thought he lost the second round. I thought it was close. very, very close. Yeah. I thought he lost the second. He lost the first. But he, the eye poke, so that that's Tied, even going poke, into yeah, the... Yeah, the eye uh, poke tied it up. Yeah, so that's even... No, he, Nico was up one going into the third, and I thought Donald won the third. I definitely agree that Donald won the third. I definitely agree that Donald lost the first. Mm-hmm. The second one was a little bit more of a toss-up for me. Yeah. 
It's it's one of those weird fights where you, it's like you can't be mad, but you can be. Yeah, but you can't be. Yeah. But if he didn't, if he did not have that point taken away, he would have lost the fight. Which is true, but at the same time, if he didn't get eye poked, what would have been different? That's true as well. Which is the whole which is the whole point. I mean, yeah. at that point, we're just speculating. So especially with somebody like Donald who takes no time <sighs> during the eye pokes. Insane. He got a. So let me ask you a question. Shoot. If a guy gets eye poked. First of all, do you think it should be an automatic point, or does it depend on the eye poke? It depends. To me, it does depend a little bit on the eye poke because accidents do happen. So, and I have trouble with this because we have seen eye pokes become more predominant, I guess. Yeah. I feel like they're happening more often, which is bothersome, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my guns here and say- It happens too much. It, happen, it does happen too much. I'm going to stick to my guns and say an eye poke does not automatically mean uh, point deduction. But if you keep it up and you don't, or if it happens again, then it should be automatic. Yeah. I noticed you getting visibly upset because Nico didn't change at all. No. His entire, like, the entire time. And, like, it's kind of distracting because instead of watching the fight, I was nervous someone was going to get eye poked again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the thing, the, the the thing that's hard with eye pokes or, or any foul is that something might look like it didn't do anything. Like even we've seen ones where the the thumb goes all the way in the eye yeah. and the guy's fine; it can continue. And we've seen ones where it just catches it and the guy's got a torn cornea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to say like, oh, the first one's free because you don't know the extent of the damage. But the thing is that a lot of times you don't know the extent of the damage in the fight. Either. That's true. So, like, who knows how bad it was for Cowboy because Cowboy's Cowboy. He turns around and is like, oh, Exactly. Oh, right, well, that's good. what let's, I'm saying. Let's go. And also, too, like, you don't want to appear more hurt than you are to your opponent. That's true, too. So, if you get poked in the eye, it's like, okay, it was accidental, but you're still compromised. Yeah. You're now compromised. You can't take that away. You are compromised if it's a bad eye poke. That's true. But that's then he got eye poked a second time. And they took a point away. But then he got eye poked a third time in both eyes, and they didn't take a point. Well, I think the reason they didn't take a point that time was because Nico said he was eye poked as well. So it kind of became net even. He, okay. He walked away holding his eye. So it was, I thought they were saying it was he got poked in both eyes. No, 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 no. no. Both fighters got poked oh, at the same okay. time. Okay, I got you. So it became like a net zero. Yeah, they negate each other. They negate each other kind of thing. I I still stick with my guns a little bit and say the first one accidents do happen. I agree with you that it can fuck a fight. If the second if you get eye poked twice though, it's you got to take a point. But you know what? Maybe they should start forcing fighters to take more time. You know, like they get up to 5 minutes. You don't want to look weak to your opponent. So someone like Cowboy's going to turn around after 20 seconds and say all right i'm good let's fight maybe it should be a mandatory wait two minutes yeah but the thing is is that some fighters don't want to wait some fighters don't like the fact of stopping the rhythm getting out of the groove like cowboy he does not want to wait he wants to get back into it because he starts slow so he doesn't want that cool down yeah but is it doing more harm than good if you don't know it's up to the fighter. That's what I'm saying. The fighter it's, knows better than anybody else. That's that's true. I don't know. The whole thing just bothers me because it feels like that there is no right answer. You know what I mean? Look at Woodley. Woodley took two, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's allowed to do that. Donald's allowed to do that. But Donald doesn't want to stop. He feels more comfortable fighting 
with his eye a little blurry than he would if he stopped for five minutes and let his eye maybe clear up. Yeah. That's just the way he is. I know. It just – it doesn't – something about it just doesn't sit right with me. I think that Nico Price should have been – maybe even had a second point after the third eye poke because he was not heeding the ref's instructions to close his fists. See, that I would agree with as well. Because – Here's the thing. The rules stated, I believe, that if you're going to have an open hand, your fingers have to be pointed towards the ceiling. Yeah. So that if your opponent rushes in, you're not like this. So, like, if you run in for a takedown or something, your fingers aren't automatically in their eye. You have to be like this. But the problem is, is that when you go to, like, your natural instinct is to do this. Like, as soon as movement. Or you have to have them crimped like this. But... I, I think that after two eye pokes, the referee's instructing you not to do it, and you don't heed. He was clearly pawing with open hand. It's just a weird thing. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Something has to change. What about Nico being happy about the draw? I think he was happy about the draw because technically, without the eye poke deduction, he would have won. That's that's how I took it. Yeah, but that's not what that doesn't matter. To us, it doesn't. To him, it does. That's, yeah, that's, that's very strange, though, because usually a draw is looked at like nobody gets their win bonus. Yeah. Nobody gets a win on their record. Nobody gets a loss. So it's like like Donald was looking at him like, what the, why are you fucking happy, dude? He probably thought he was going to get the loss. I would rather take a tie over a loss. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. Especially, especially because when they were announcing it, they started with, 29 27 cowboy yeah the first ref so i could see how he would be nervous yeah it could have True. Just been a each real quick story about my brother back in his wrestling days oh shit it was i forget if he was a junior or a senior but my brother he used to have a nasty bear hug nasty okay. so he got this guy in a bear hug took him down to the ground it was a little bit of a struggle on the ground but he got the pin the second he got the pin, jumped up, was like jumping all over the mat. The guy, he didn't just eye poke. He was like gouging my brother's eye out. When he was getting pinned? Yeah. Oh. To try to get him off him. My brother fucking like just trucked right through it until until the pin was called. Oh, I might have thrown a couple elbows in there. Things get heated, man. Yeah. Things get. All right, moving on. Poking my eyeball. I'll you never get forget, two of those. I'll never forget that. All right, next up, uh, you want to give it a shot? I forget how to pronounce this guy's name. So apologize in advance to both people because they have really complicated names. But Shemaev, Shemaev versus Mershart. Mershart. Shemaev knocked him out in 12, 17 seconds. Yeah, it was one and done. Clean, flush, straight. That. Not much else to be said. No, it's done. We kind of knew what we learned. Already, two plus two is four. Two plus two. Get is hit four. in the face really hard by somebody that can hit hard, and you're most likely getting knocked out. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we're going to be talking about Mackenzie Dern and Randa Marcos. I did not watch this fight. I walked away and came back to you saying that stupid bitch. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Mackenzie Dern versus Marcos. Dern is a jujitsu wizard yep. in the female uh, MMA world. Marcos is a wrestler. I understand that. But 30 seconds into the fight, when Mackenzie Dern throws a head kick and slips on the ground and you dive on top of her, it's probably the worst thing you could do. Because you're dry. It, there's Nobody's tired yet. And, and what happened? She immediately tied her up and just kept 
switching, working, 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 and then got her an arm bar, and she wasn't tapping, so now she's got a jacked-up elbow as well. I think it was a instinctual bad mistake. Yeah. Because she's a wrestler. She saw somebody on the ground. She wanted to go take her down. I think she should have let her stand back up and just tested it out on the feet first, gone from there. Because you don't know if your stand-up is going to be better than McKenzie's, but you know your jiu-jitsu is not going to be better. Yeah. So. You should have let her stand. Should have let it. I think it was an error on Marcos's part, big time. Well, she's going to learn from this. I and, feel like wrestlers naturally have a disadvantage in what way because there is if you're a fantastic wrestler like a-list top wrestler your end game throughout your entire wrestling career is different than the end game for mma yeah so you have to naturally get something else in your repertoire but so you have a lot of these guys like they come from kickboxing or they come from jujitsu or they come from this or that blah 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 well, they're they have finishings. Like, I'll kick you in the head, and that is their lead. If they learn wrestling or they they learn secondary something in there, at least that will complement them. But if you have a, a fantastic wrestler, their secondary has to be the finisher. You know what I'm kind of saying? Yes, like, but I'm going to 100% disagree with you. Okay. Because most champions throughout history from the sport, if you look at all the champions that we've had, they've all most of them have had fantastic wrestling and started as wrestlers. See, I'm really curious about that. And the, 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 I'll tell you why, though. The okay. reason is is because if you're a fantastic wrestler, you decide where the fight takes place. Okay, that is the main one of the main things with wrestling is that oh, I'm fighting a jiu-jitsu guy. Well, jiu-jitsu is great on the ground, but you have to get me on the ground. So I've been defending takedowns my whole life. Or you're a good striker. Well, I'm a good wrestler. I'm not a good striker. But you don't know how to wrestle as well as I do. So I'm going to dump you on your head. And you're on the ground now. Which I understand that. And I'm not saying that wrestlers don't have some sort of advantage. And in scenarios, a lot of scenarios, it's going to play a huge advantage. Yeah. But say you're facing a fantastic striker. and You're a wrestler. You, you get the double leg. You dump them on the ground. You're on the ground. Great. Now you're in whatever now what uh, granted all, all these guys to some degree have some sort of backup like they have like everyone is cha- uh, training yeah. to these days everyone has some sort of striking but my point is that like yeah you can get them to the ground and it's probably a spot that you prefer and i'm not taking that away from anybody but i'm just saying the f- where there i think years ago you would have a better point but i think today's day and age those like it's more instinctual for you to smash your fist in someone's face than it is to hit a single leg like it's it's easier to know how to do that than to know how to be a great wrestler so if you get somebody on the ground even if they're not the most effective strikes you know that you're not pinning them in 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 a fight you know that you have to land strikes on them yeah so while the the wrestling, I think the biggest disadvantage for the um, for the instinctual like oh I got hit I got to wrestle now yeah comes from the submissions because you are going back to what you know the most and that might be great in wrestling but it might be a very unsafe position, position. in MMA. It's kind of like if you only do jujitsu yeah and then you go into an MMA fight 
your jujitsu is good for jujitsu, but you are very exposed in a lot of positions in jujitsu if there's no strikes. You have to completely change that yeah. when you transfer to MMA. Whereas in wrestling, because it's more of a like a top dominant position, whereas jiu-jitsu, it's not really that bad if you're on your back, depending on how your game is. Yeah. So with the top dominant thing, it's a little bit um I guess it tr- it just translates better for easier for striking, I think, than the than you would think. Okay. With wrestling. I just I kind of I kind of see your point. Yeah, because like Mark Coleman, he was the the godfather of ground and pound, stud wrestler, had no striking, zero or jujitsu. But what he instinctually knew was if I smash my face into your face, I'm betting my skull is thicker than yours, and yours is gonna break first. And for the beginning fifteen people that he fought, that was true. All right, that's that seems more like just like Hulk anger as opposed yes. to strategic planning. But, but we're talking <laughs> like if you take a raw wrestler with no other skills, his instinctual thing was to smash you with fists and head. It's it just it's I I don't have to pin you. I just have to get my bones into your face. Any bones, even my face bones. So I see your point, and like on on like paper, but just from off the off the fucking hip here from history i think it's it's more of a natural thing for wrestlers to learn ground and pound now especially now okay but you you do have you do have somewhat of a point though where we do see a lot of stalemates in wrestlers because they don't know how to position themselves to strike yeah so i'll give you that one i will give you that one some some people know how to get it to the ground and i don't think it's so much so that they're they're not I don't think it's so much that they don't know that they have to strike or they don't know how to throw a strike. I think it's a positional thing that they don't know the proper avenue to get or maybe even to feel secure enough to throw strikes or to posture and throw strikes. Yeah, and it must be really hard to retrain yourself because a lot of these guys or girls, like when you start out wrestling, I'm assuming that's where a lot, especially in America, but... I would say especially for women. You think so? Yeah, I would say because I think in America there's I think there's more women that wrestle than kickbox. That's professionally. That's so so yeah, so if you wrestle from a young age, there's a people who wrestle since they're like 5. So if you start at 5 and you're wrestling through college, so you're a 22-year-old guy now, you spent 17 years developing these instincts to do a certain thing a certain way over and over and over and over again then you're gonna get into the mma ring it must be really difficult to like be like that's not what i'm supposed to do i yes. can do it and i can fucking rock at it but i'm not supposed to do it. yeah i would say I'll i would say a little bit when you're talking amateur career early in your professional career i would say that that it holds more weight yeah but as you get into the ufc and you're on a main card that stuff should have been basically like taken out yeah at yeah. this point at least mostly okay. um we do have one more to talk about though i think we must get the johnny work walker versus ryan span i didn't put him on the thing so we'll, well just we're talk gonna talk about, about it anyway um johnny walker you know what fuck it we're gonna go back to our names then. yes that's right so johnny walker uh up and coming prospect had a lot of fucking hype behind him Blew his shoulder out celebrating a couple years ago. That was fantastic. Big mistake. It was horrible to watch. I remember being so upset and angry. You showed me the clip. It was fucking hysterical. Horrific. Hysterical for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. So then there was a lot of rumors about him, like, you know, kind of like believing his own 
bullshit and stuff like that, not taking things seriously. He ends up getting knocked out, I think, twice in a row. Um, and then, you know, says he's refocused and everything. The thing is, he's like a really good example, at least if you look at that short timeline, of if you have natural gifts, like he's six foot six, chiseled, hits like a fucking mule, right? Natural gifts that, you know, some people can work their whole life in the gym and never hit as hard as him. It's just, it's just, it's just what it is. It's a thing. So when he um, has that natural gift, it's almost a curse in a way because you rely on it. Yeah. You rely on that gift so much. And that's why a lot of guys like Colby Covington, for example, I'm sure he has a natural uh, gift of, you know, maybe a little bit higher lung capacity or whatever. But when you don't have knockout power and you don't have these raw physical attributes, you have to improve the other things that will be there for you if you're smart. Cardio, technique. And when those things will carry you longevity-wise further, because once that, once I mean, power is the last thing to go. But those physical attributes, people will find a way to negate them if you don't improve other things. It's almost like the Woodley syndrome, you know. Yes, yes. It's like if you don't improve them, and even though Woodley's very well-rounded, he's not improve. He's not improving those things. So Johnny Walker. After he got exposed for kind of being a wild guy, and he doesn't really have a lot of, doesn't have good defense. He comes in waiting with his hands down. Yeah. And Ryan Spann caught him and almost knocked him out twice, twice in this fight. Twice. First one was bad. Second one was even worse. Um, and Johnny was fully mounted at one point. Credit to Johnny. Tough motherfucker. Got out of it. But showed his natural attribute, which was when Ryan Spann went to take him down. He elbowed him into the Darklands. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, how do you how do you weight this fight as far as I'll put it to you this way. If Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley, and Johnny Walker and Ryan Spann were in the same weight class. And all four of them or all four of those people were like right in line for the for the title. And those fights go exactly how they go. Who do you give the title shot to? With no other information, I would say Covington. You have to. You have to. Even though Covington won rounds, nothing spectacular as far as like craziness, but he did get a finish because Woodley got injured. But Johnny Walker got a knockout. Pretty horrific knockout. But the performance was was mayhem. Yeah. It was not a solid performance. It, it was, was chaos. It was chaos. It was a fun performance to watch for that very reason, but from you're right, from a technical point of view, it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. He I don't want to say he got lucky because there is obvious skill involved yes. in all of this, but to a certain degree, he did get lucky that he didn't get knocked out because if he was facing himself or someone with his own knockout power, he would have been finished. Yeah. In well, my, I mean, in any one opinion. of those he he takes one more punch in a couple of those exchanges and he's done. Or He's even out. if he had a had a ref who jumped the gun a little too fast. Yes, we. It, I could have. He seen, was warning him at one point. Uh, yeah, I could have seen a stoppage there. I wouldn't have been happy about it. But we've we've yeah. seen worse in the past. Yes. Um, but you're totally right. It was absolute mayhem. So and if going back to the comparison, Covington did the complete opposite. He was methodical, controlled. He had a game plan. It was still exciting to watch most of it, not the third round, but it was pretty exciting to watch. 
and he did exactly what he was meant to do. Yeah. And exactly what he wanted to do. And granted, two totally different style fighters. Yeah, but that's yeah. you. You got to look at that to a certain extent. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. This is why the rankings. I give it a break sometimes. Is because if Colby if Colby was ranked number ten, okay. and Johnny Walker was ranked number nine, same weight class, and they get these victories. I move Colby ahead of Johnny. See, that's because of the performance. Because you're you're basically saying, listen, these two guys are, you know, one's nine, one's ten. They're go back and forth. They're right next to each other. One of them has a stellar blowout performance, gets a TKO victory on paper. The other one has this chaotic. I almost lost twice in the fight. Almost got knocked out, but I got a TKO too. On paper, they're both TKOs, but the performance is what people look at as like, holy shit. Like, Tyron wasn't in that fight for more than a couple, maybe half a round total time as far as like offensively. Yeah. Johnny Walker and Ryan Spain, I mean, Johnny Walker lost more of that fight than he won. If you look at it that way, he lost more of that fight than he won, but he won. That's fair. So... When you add those guys into the ranking, say they're both ranked top, say they're both ranked ten, and you have to put both down at nine and eight. Who do you put where? Well, that's different than if it was nine and ten. I I would do the same thing. Where it's almost the same question. Yeah, I would put Covington ahead of Walker. But even if so, say Walker was ahead of him in the in the rankings, and he was one behind him, but they both won. Do you put Colby in front of Johnny? I don't think so. See, and I'm going to follow this up with... There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm going to follow this up with, I have stopped caring mostly about the rankings. If Tim is in charge of rankings and, and they are the way that you want them to work, not what they are now. I'm saying if, you're, if you were in charge of the way the rankings worked and you had two guys that were right next to each other in the rankings... They're in the same weight class. One of them has an, a crazy good performance against, let's just say their opponent is the same thing, former champ, blah, 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 blah. One of them has a stellar performance. The other one has this mayhem fucking back and forth, almost loses, and comes back at the last second and wins after almost getting finished. See, there's, there's a lot of question marks there for me. And this is, again, one of the reasons I have problems with rankings from the get-go because who says they deserve to advance in the rankings at all? What if they face the 11th and 12th seed? Does, That's true, just, too. Just the fact that they won make them better than the other eight guys. That's I, true as well. So there's a lot of different factors in there. And just because we saw only the first, uh, what was it, three minutes for Walker? Yeah. Two minutes. Two, two minutes and 40 seconds. Just because we only saw the first two minutes and 40 seconds of round one doesn't mean he wouldn't have gotten more technical later on. So do we penalize him because the match was was finished earlier on? So I think in my gut, see, I don't I don't know how I honestly don't know how I would handle it. Yeah, because if, if, if we're going based on time, the se- how do you do the 17 second knockout? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. That's why the rankings are weird, though, because it, 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 it's one of those things where no one is. Someone is going to be unhappy. Yes. But it's weird how, like, you see now why it gets weird with, like, how guys move up so many spaces and not. Because it's not just about W's and L's. It's about yeah. – it can be about the performance as well. And then, like you said, who are they fighting? Yeah. Like, put it this way, real quick, just to wrap it up. 
If number 10 fights number three, say there was a fallout. Okay. And number three was supposed to fight number five, but fallout. Number three's got to fight number 10. Number 10 wins. Does he take the number three spot? See, I feel like, again, I'm conflicted because part of me feels yes. Another part of me feels no. You know what? Because you beat this, the, this, if this that guy a, was ranked number three, let's just put it in a vacuum. If that guy was ranked number three and every single person in the world agreed that number three was where that man was supposed to be and number 10 was where the other man was supposed to be, if he beats number three, that means that all the guys that were after number three were not as good as number three. So when he beats number three, it's like I I, I surpassed all these people that weren't as good as him. But MMA math doesn't make sense, so you don't know how he would have matched up. But if he takes number three, it's like he stole what he had. He stole that three spot in a way. In a certain way, yes. Because here's the thing. Now, riddle me this. Because if you're the champion and the number 10 guy beats you, he takes your belt. And you, So it does work that way in theory. It works that way when you're champion. If you are the champion and number 10 guy beats you, they don't go, you got to beat him again in a couple months because you were ranked number 10. It's You get his belt. You got his belt. You took what he had. Now, he doesn't go to the number 10 spot, but you took what he had because you were number 10. He was number one. You took it. It's weird. It is weird. You know what? I'm accepting that as a challenge. I'm going to – I'm. I don't want to give any definitive answers here because my brain it, – first of all, it's almost midnight. So my yeah. brain just isn't thinking of that logically. This would be a good topic for like a, a deep dive in it on the Fight Fan Weekly or something. Yeah, something like that because I do want to actually like mold this over a little bit and think it through and like throw out answers. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I, I think that's how I want to handle it. Yeah, we should do a segment on this. Yeah, I agree. I like it. That's it. Any other thoughts? <laughs> No, now I'm kind of dumbfounded. All right, guys, let us know what you think about these fights in the comments down below. Uh, was Donald Cerrone robbed? Am I the only one who thinks that? It's okay if you disagree. It's not okay. Stop watching my channel. Donald uh, should win every fight. I'm do you know saying. who else would win? Who? Anyone who goes to BrodownPro.com. Oh, shit. We have sales that are constantly new every Tuesday. So if you're waiting for something specific, show up on a Tuesday. Maybe you'll see what you like. You might get lucky. Or just show up all the time. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Don't forget the little bell notification so you can see all of our great videos. And we will catch you guys next time. Later. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day.